For to him who has will more be given. And he who has not, even what he has will be taken away from him. What I understand here is for he who accepts that he has will be given more. But he who denies even the one he has, that one he has will be taken away from him. My nieces are spending some time in my house. Two of them went to mass this morning earlier. When they came back, I called them. Well, like most of you, the other one said, "My father drew her to go and make pasha." Nobody had the courage to say, "My chukun make pasha." My father no way said, "Well, now because he just said, 'My chukun make pasha.'" Those statements taken at its face value sounds like partiality, unfair or unjust treatment of those servants. But remember what I always tell you, this is not a story of what actually happened. It is a parable. Something said in order to teach one lesson. So pay attention to the lesson. So that the other details don't distract you. But even those details have their own messages as well. Secondly, compare this parable in Matthew chapter 25 with another parable similar. It may be the same told by Jesus in a different context with different words. Or the same parable that the evangelists recorded differently. But the one in Luke chapter 19 does not talk of three servants, but of ten servants. And each of those ten servants received the same one gold coin. The message has to be seen in the fact that everything you have is a gift and every gift is a responsibility and a challenge. And about every gift you will have to render account of But the evangelist Matthew says that in telling this parable, Jesus said, the man called his servants and he was going on a long journey and distributed this talent and went away. But he gave every single one according to his 
ability. Number one, have free gifts. They didn't beg the man. Number two, the man knew his servants. And he knew who could do what. Every gift God gives you is a free gift. And each one is based on what he expects you. God will not expect of you a responsibility that requires gifts that he did not give you. But still importantly, five talents, two talents, and one talent. This parable has given a word to modern European languages, talent. The person has many talents, is very talented, is from the gospel. But you need to know that a talent in the time of Jesus Christ was not money, a monetary unit. It was not a coin. One talent, Abugu Fuigu. One talent was a unit of measure, something used in measuring. The young wine, sir. Bushel, mobo, paint, mobo, bucket. But can I hear you? I'm not going to measure it. I'm going to measure it. Bucket rice. And one talent used in measuring the weight of one talent is about 16 kilograms. 16 kilos. So let us suppose that he was talking about a, a talent of silver because that was a, a, a container used in measuring copper silver, gold. Those were the monetary units that time. But if we think of the gospel of Luke, let's presume it was gold. A talent of gold means 16 kilograms of gold. Ella, check me in internet. How much 16 kilograms of gold today in Naira? When I checked, he showed me 605 million naira. So, one talent. 605 million naira. Now you can understand the master. It was not small opportunity. It was not a little gift. It was enormous. But this man, who was the point of lesson in this parable, did not want to try. He looked for whom to blame. He went and hid his money. He didn't waste it to, he didn't squander the talent. He went and hid it. This man in any trouble. It's a problem, troublemaker. Make mistake now. Now look at your talent. Have it back. He blamed him as being wicked, exerting, expecting results that he did not sow. Anyway, let's move this talent to Nigeria. 
Because first of all, we have to underline this. Every single human being, no matter how weak he thinks he has, has enough gifts from God. Every group of persons or configuration of persons or social groups of persons, social group of persons, every such group has its own gifts. Nigeria. God gave Nigerians gift, gave Igbo people, Fulani people, Hausa people, Yoruba people, Edo people, Efik people, Fulfulde people. Every tribe, ethnic group has its own special gift. And every locality has its gift. Now the question is, what are we doing with those gifts? So let's come to Nigeria. If it were in Nigeria that these gifts were distributed, you know what would have likely happened? The man who received one talent would have said, ah, oh, now me you won't marginalize. One, he would have used his talent in such a reckless way and he would try to scam all those who received two and three or four or five. Oh, the man is partial. I will show you, say, you know, go joke with Niger man. So he will either use or squander his own, but recklessly, and try to derive others, deprive others of even the ones they received. Because in his own mind, there is absolutely no reason why he shouldn't have received more than those people. Otherwise, how do you explain? How are you never in Nigeria? Somebody or a group of people may assess that a government was unfair to them. In the citing of amenities. What do they do with the amenities cited in their own region? Do they invest those amenities? Let me give an example. In one region you have five universities. In another two. In another one. These are great gifts and potentials for the growth of a nation or any region. Some countries in the world have only one university. Those who received one university will say, this federal government is a partial and is marginalizing us. So what will they do? They'll burn down their own university in protest because they're angry. And they'll be looking for an opportunity to burn down others. You know they happen for this country. Yeah, they happen. The little we have in our protest and anger, we destroy and blame those who established them. Secondly, if we think of the gifts we have as a one soka, ask yourself, what have we done about our, with our gifts as a one soka, except lamenting every single day that Enugu State is unfair to us, including the present one? Every single day, in an one soka, I have a comment, complain. 
I complain that I sit as senior in state in Kai. We now who shame and bend the canon or go to state in Kai. I ask none, make by him, my canon or go. What have we done with our own gifts? And we know those gifts. Once a person has a gift, he is a liar. He's denying God. What difference do we make in Enugu State as Umonsaka? How do we invest those talents? Or as Igbo people generally? Everybody will say that Chukwa Gozikendi Igbo. God has blessed the Igbo man so much. But now that blessing that we have received, we have presented that blessing and those gifts in such a way that other people who are not Igbos are now seeing us as criminals and dupes. And if you are doing any business with an Igbo man, you need six eyes, not two. Because the Igbo man, the red ear and near. What about the gifts given to Nigeria? Which one, where do we start? Do we start with the gift of the natural human potentials we have of very, very, very intelligent men and women? Or do we start with the natural resources? So far, our attention has been focused in oil. Now the oil is drying up. Now we're suddenly discovering that we have gold somewhere else. Not knowing that most of the trouble in the northern parts of Nigeria may be the struggle for the control of the natural minerals under the earth in northern Nigeria. But because attention is in the south, we have ignored so much. And 60% maybe, geographers and agriculturists, please correct me, of Nigerian land is fertile. And we are importing food. What have we done? All the gifts that God has given Nigeria. Now when you are traveling outside the country. And you bear a Nigerian passport. Once it is seen in any airport in the world. The immigration will start at erect. In some countries of the world. Once there is a direct flight from any Nigerian airport to that country, the immigration will meet the plane at the tarmac, at the door. Because Nigerians have a way of disappearing between the plane and the immigration. Everybody is afraid. You hear of people hacking into others' personal accounts, personal phones, personal mails, personal anything, official accounts, official documents. Many of them are talented Nigerians. What have we done with our gifts, with our talents? We have made ourselves, not all of us, but many have made us odious. Under South Africa, Sangila. But we are gifted people. What have we, if we limit ourselves to petrol? Since petrol was discovered in this country in the late 50s, and from the time of the oil boom in the 70s till today, now that oil is worth nothing anymore, what have we done with the I don't know. 
trillions of dollars or quadrillions or quintillions or whatever. The figures cannot be calculated because at a point somebody said nobody knows what quantity of oil is sold in this country every day. Um, I don't know whether it is true. But from the beginning till now, some countries that we know have become great and developed themselves beyond recognition through petrodollar. What have we done with our own petrodollar? We have fueled and fed corruption and created massive poverty. Palm oil, palm produce, granite, cocoa, many of the other things for which Nigeria was famous. Our intellectuals. When I was growing up, there were Europeans studying at the University of Nigeria and Soka. Today, in Soka, people are studying in Ghana because their university is not reliable. Of course, all Nigerian public universities, for eight months, the students have been loitering. These are talents we are wasting. Many of these boys and girls lining all our streets begging for money who have become a public nuisance are very gifted boys and girls. Because they have not been encouraged and trained to use their talents, they have become a problem. We are not talking then of those who have become more violent on account of wrong use or wrong investment of talents. But the truth remains. Every nation, every group of people, every single individual has enough gifts from God according to our abilities. And we are meant to use those gifts. God may appear to be far away, but one day he will call us to give accounts, beginning from the first man to the last. What have you done with your own gifts? You think yours is so small or so insignificant that you then hide it. Now, hiding a talent does not necessarily mean digging the ground and putting it there. Hiding a talent, hiding your gifts means not using it in such a way that others will see and benefit from it. Any gift you have that you are not using for the benefit of others and to the glory of God is hidden and you will lose it. Hide your gift and you will lose your gift. If you hide your gift, you will lose your gift. The money in the bank is losing worth. The clothes you are not wearing are the ones that moth will eat up in your closet. The shoes you are not wearing are decaying. The food you are not eating and you are not giving to other people is decaying. If you hide your gift, you lose your gift. Some out of fear of making mistakes or out of fear of being misunderstood. Even the gift of love we cannot share. If you don't share love, you lose love. The only way to keep and multiply your gifts 
is to use them for the benefit of others and to the glory of God. And it will, they will be multiplied. Well done, good and faithful servant. Because you have shown yourself faithful in little things. Bear in mind that the material gifts you have are little things compared to the glory that God has prepared for you. And he says, if you are not faithful with those little things, like money that is tainted and corruptible, who will trust you with something that is more valuable? But by the time you show you can handle such things well, well done, come and join in the glory of your master. And even those who have not used their talents well, they will, God will get from them and multiply your own. If you use your gifts, you get more gifts. Especially if you use those gifts in the service of your brothers and sisters and in, to the glory of God. You will receive more. But if you squander them, or if you hide them, or if you use them only for your own selfish interest, which is like hiding, you will lose those gifts. And you will be held accountable one day for them. No matter how little you think your own gifts are. They are many enough and significant enough to make a difference in your life and in the life of those around you. Stop complaining. Stop looking at other people's gifts. Look at your own and develop them. And God who gave you those gifts will be glorified. And when he's glorified, you will receive even more. The year of the church is drawing to an end. That is why our attention is being drawn to these things that will happen at the end. The time for reckoning will surely come. But until that time for reckoning comes, it is always early to change course and start going in the right direction. Yes, it is possible you don't want to make a mistake. And because you don't want to make a mistake, you do nothing. I gave an example of love. You may be so afraid of sin that you are not even able to love anybody. And when you come before God, you will be able to show God your clean hands that are not stained. And you will tell him, Father, I did my best. My hands are clean. He will tell you, yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. But they are also empty. No matter how clean your hands are, if they are empty before God, no reward, no blessing. But if in an attempt to use your talents, to love, to serve, your hands get in any way spoiled, those good things you did in, though, in that process will make God look kindly on you. He will see the gifts, the things, the fruits 
with which your hands are, are full, filled and he will not notice the stain. You can imagine a father or a mother who has a difficult child. The parents know this child is difficult and is struggling with a problem. Maybe alcohol, it may be cultism, it may be recklessness with persons of the opposite sex. And they say nothing. And if you ask, well, I, I, I don't know now. If I say anything, he may become worse. He may get violent, so I don't want to upset him. So that's why I'm not talking. God gave him to you or her to you as a child. So that you talk. You know it is happening in this country now. You are a preacher. You are a teacher. And you find things going wrong in the society. In government. And you are afraid to talk. Because you may be misunderstood or even persecuted. I don't want anybody to misinterpret what I'm saying. So it is important for me to keep quiet. God will say, get this useless priest and bishop and throw him out into the darkness. I gave you that ministry and the power of the word to help your brothers. Some teachers, the same thing. They see boys and girls from cradle getting bad and they do nothing because the parents may react negatively. Because now if you discipline a child, the parents may react forcefully. Well, that has nothing to do with, what do you call it? Corporal punishment. Of course you know that in all our Catholic schools, you don't dare give any child corporal punishment. You don't flog any child in our schools. You don't correct error through violence. There are other ways you can educate a child. But some parents will not even take that much. And yet, they hand their child over to you. And you say, Nehachogun Sobu parents. And that child goes bad. God at the end will ask you, what did you do with the opportunity and the talents I gave you? My dear brothers and sisters, as individuals, as groups, we have gifts. Very many gifts. If you hide your gift, you lose it. If you use your gift, you'll get more gifts. Nigeria is blessed with gifts. Igbo people are blessed with gifts. Other ethnic groups are blessed with gifts. Wansoka is blessed with gifts. Stop looking at the gift of others. Stop blaming your master because he does not owe you anything. It was an act of gratuitousness that he gave you what he gave you. Invest your own gift. Use it for the good of your brothers and sisters. Or use them for the good of your brothers and sisters. And God will be glorified. And you will get more gifts. Well done. Good and faithful servant. That is the word. Or that's the statement each of us would want to hear on the last day. God's best and most loving word is come. The worst word is get away. May none of us hear that get away. 
because of our lack of proper use of our talents and gifts. Rather, let us use them in such a way that at the end he will tell us, welcome, good and faithful servants. <laughs>